Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Stardom Cast is sponsored by Puro TV. Your one-stop shop for all your Puro DVD needs. From Stardom to New Japan, from All Japan to Ice Ribbon, as well as incredible box sets documenting the best matches of your favorite Japanese wrestling icons, Puro TV has it covered with new items added every week. And now, as a special gift to listeners of the Stardom Cast, Puro TV are offering 10% off. Simply go to puro-tv.com, use the promo code STARDOMCAST at checkout and get 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's the code STARDOMCAST to receive 10% off your entire order. The link to their website is in the podcast description. And now, on with the episode. Hey, this is Kevin Kelly. Get ready for the latest episode of the Starimcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Styron Cats. This is the podcast we talk all things about the fantastic professional wrestling company that is known as Stardom, and we do it in a positive and what I like to think fun manner. I am your host. My name is Matt Turner, and unfortunately, I am not joined by my good friend and your good friend as well, one Mr. Rob Goodwin. Uh, Rob texted me yesterday. He has a boatload of work stuff to do and just did not have time to watch these two shows we're going to review so um, we just figured that I would do the show singly, just the, uh, the the single the single show the single Matt Turner show. So that's what we're gonna do today. But Rob is fine, just a super super busy guy. I told him to tell his work. Hey, I got a podcast to do. Put that forward. Um, so, but that didn't work. So here I am. But as in, is tradition of the Stardom Cast, anytime Rob Goodwin misses a show, 
we have to make some sort of fun excuse why he's not here. So here's the excuse that I'm cooking up is that Rob is not here because he's out collecting signatures to become the president of the Lady C fan club. So if we could all just tweet at him, real Rob Goodwin pictures of Lady C or something similar, a picture of somebody getting petitions signed up and just let him know, hey, Rob, we're behind you. We want you to become president of the Lady C fan club. So uh, what we're going to do is we'll review the shows from the 28th and 29th of January. The main event of this show will be the preview and predictions. Rob did send me his predictions for the big show this Saturday, the 4th of February, the uh, Supreme Fight Show. I am so excited. This show is completely loaded. Cheering is back for the first time in almost three years. And I did see the stats of how many sections. As of this recording, I believe seven sections are sold out. So this is fixing to be probably top five or six stardom sold shows. So uh, super, super excited. Before we get into that, uh, as always, custom on this show is uh, let me tell you what's going on on the Patreon. This past Monday, Double Dose of Starlight Kid, we released Starlight Kid High Speed Championship Review. Seven matches in total, the five successful title defenses, and obviously the match that she beat Natsupoi for the championship belt in, and then the match she lost to Izumi, the uh, championship match as well. So five plus two equals seven. So uh, release that on Monday. And as always on Monday, alternate commentary we did as well. Starlight Kid versus Mayui Watani from the 2022 Final night, five-star Grand Prix. So a whole bunch of Starlight Kid uh, released on this past Monday. Again, Starlight Kid, high-speed championship reign, and Starlight Kid versus Mayu Iwatani alternate commentary. And then coming up this next Monday, coming up this Monday, will be Starlight Kid challenging Izumi for the high-speed championship from, I believe, the year 2020. Rob has picked that one. Rob will be picking all the matches that we are going to be watching for the Red Belt Tier Patreon. And I noticed that there's a lot of new Red Belt Tier Patreon members. First of all, thank you and welcome. So the matches that we will be doing in the month of February, again, will be a Zumi versus Starlight Kid. There will be a Shiri versus Utami match. There will be an Io Shirai versus a Kairi Hojo match, also known as Kairi or Kairi Sane, but that's back when she was Kairi Hojo. And Mayu Iwatani versus Mumbawan Tanabe. All those matches will be picked by the one Mr. Rob Goodwin. The middle of the month of February, we will be doing the rivalry. The complete rivalry of all the singles matches of Starlight Kid versus Azumi. Again, it's a very Starlight Kid heavy a few weeks on the podcast. And then the end of the month, we will be doing, I will go back and review every single singles match of Io Shirai versus Kairi Hojo. So that is what is coming up in February. So again, thanks to all the new Patreon members and thanks to everybody that has been supporting us, whether you've been supporting us one month, two months, three months, or about the year or so that we've been doing the Patreon. We really greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if I remember, because there's a lot going on this week, if I remember next week on the show, I will be announcing what we're doing for our Patreon members for the Cinderella tournament, um, basically almost like a giveaway. So we did something very similar last year, which nobody won because nobody predicted Mariah and Kokomo in the finals. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. And by different, I mean better. Always looking to expand the podcast. So, But, uh, yeah, that's what we have going on. And uh, if you have not checked out, check if you're not sure if you want to be members of the Patreon or you're kind of 
you know, on the fence about it, I highly recommend you go to the website, www.thestardomcast.com. Take a look. All the extra stuff we have is on there. If you're looking, we have, you know, match retrospective, match reviews, uh, title championship retrospective, alternate commentary, watch along. It's all up there. You can take a look. doesn't cost anything to look. Take a look. And then if you do want to subscribe, you just uh, go to the Patreon and pick what tier you want to subscribe to. And if you have any questions, comments, or anything that you need from me, you know how to get a hold of me. Matt Turner OF on the Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, before we get into these two shows, I do want to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, puro-tv.com. The, uh, the, the code to save 10% has changed. It used to be Vista 10 is now the Stardom Cast. So head on over there. Uh, they just released a whole bunch of stuff with Kana slash Asuka, who uh, her name has become quite a bit as she went back this uh, this past weekend on the Royal Rumble. She went back to the murder clown gimmick that she had over in Japan. Uh, super excited to see that. Released a whole bunch of new, again, Kana slash Asuka stuff. Her complete run in Shimmer, her complete run of Smashed Wrestling, and then uh, a run that I picked up over 40 hours of Kana slash Asuka. And again, um, again, it doesn't cost anything to look. Go take a look. See if there's anything you like. When you get to the cart, enter the start uh, Stardom Cast, uh, uh, all one word, Stardom Cast, and you'll save 10% off your order. Okay, folks, let's get into these two shows, shall we? First and foremost, want to thank uh, my friend, super fan and friend of the podcast, one Mr. Darren Chatton, who always hooks me up with the numbers. That was always kind of like Rob's thing. And then when I went on the podcast solo for about four or five months, he would always get me the numbers. And uh, when Rob said, hey, man, uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do the podcast. Can you do it solo? Of course, I said, absolutely. Immediately picked up my phone, sent a, a DM to Mr. Darren Chatton. And within minutes, he gave me the attendance for both these numbers. So, Darren, thank you so much. And uh, I believe you're in England. I believe you're in England. If I'm wrong, DM me. I, we talk all the time. I appreciate the conversations, but if that is true that you are in England, I do, uh, me and the wife do plan on doing some major travel in these next two or three years, so hopefully we'll be in your country somewhere close to you. I owe you several beers, sir, and if you don't drink beer, I'll buy you a water, a Yoohoo, uh, Diet Pepsi, whatever you want, sir, and maybe a steak dinner as well, so uh, we obviously, you know, obviously got to get the Stardom Cast meeting going, you know, Rob's all the way on the other side of the pond, and uh, that's something that we definitely want to do in the next year or two, so. Thanks again, Darren. As always, I appreciate the numbers and appreciate the, uh, not only did you give me the numbers, gave me even more great news when uh, I saw that the, uh, you basically told me that there's seven sections, like I just talked about a minute ago, sold out for this weekend show. So me and Rob were kind of hoping they would do maybe around 31, 3,200, but it looks like it's probably going to be over 4,000, 4, uh, fingers crossed, I and mean, that'd be a huge, huge number and a really good way to capitalize on what's going to be a great show. Speaking of great shows, let's get into the shows from this past week. And I thought both these shows were solid. Both of them were really, really good. And uh, one of the shows saw my new favorite triangle derby match. So we will go to January 28th in Chiba. 563 people. Excuse me. We open with a three-way dance with Tomoka Inaba taking on the sisters, Rina and Hina. I thought this was really good. They started out with a three-way arm drag spot. Um, Rena uh, is really starting to come into her own. We talk all the time about how great Hannah is on this podcast. Hina, these past five or six months, she's really coming to her own as well. She's gotten some really good timing. Her psychology's picked up, just her charisma, and uh, the way she comes across with her character. 
she's been really, really uh, picking up Arena here in the past two or three shows. She's as well. She's really, you know, getting her game up. This is some really good stuff here. I thought the Hina and uh, Tomoko Inaba chemistry was really, really good. Eventually, it goes back and forth between the two sisters, where Hina escapes the Pink Devil and catches Rina with the Ghetto Clutch for the three count at six minutes, 24 seconds. I gave this three and a quarter stars. It was nice to see Rina get a win here. You figured they have been giving us a little bit of Hina with some wins, and Tomoka Inaba is obviously the star of the future, and the future is now. So I did not see Rina winning this match at all, but it was a nice little change, kind of throwing us off there in the opening match. Match number two saw the Stars team of Mayu Utani, Momo Kogo, and Hana defeat the Cosmic Angels team of Waka, Tam, and Natsupoi in 12 minutes and 25 seconds as Hana hits a rich clutch backdrop driver on poor Waka for the three count. Uh, Hannah, if you listen to my review of Hana with the Future Stardom Championship, she innovates like new moves towards the end, you know, between the backdrop driver and the Hannah special. But I like how she's been using this rich wrist clutch backdrop driver these past few months. I think it's a really cool wrinkle in her game. Um, start this match is really, really good. She gets some triple team stars spot stars spots on Waka. And then Cosmic Angels quickly turned around. They get some triple team spots on Momo Kogo. Momo fires back, hits Natsupo at the 619 for two count. Mayu comes in, fires up the uh, triple basement drop kicks from Stars. I thought that was cool when Mayu comes in. She basically takes everybody out. She does the double knuckle arm drag uh, spot. And then all of Stars capitalize with the triple basement drop kicks. Meltier comes in and they do what they do. And that's just clean house. One of the best tag teams in the world. And again, I just don't understand why they took the belts off Meltier. Not only are they so good together. But they turn a lot of heads, and those two ladies are a big draw for the company. Again, I think they're going to get the belts back at the big Yokohama show in April. Um, so, yeah, so some really good double teams on Hanan. Eventually, though, it comes down to Han and Waka, some back and forth near falls. Have you seen one Waka match? You know what I'm talking about. Poor Waka gets so close on these falls. Her and Hana have a really good last two-minute stretch. Uh, but like I said, Hana gets the win. Wrists, clutch, backdrop driver. Three and three-fourth stars. Absolutely, really, really enjoyed this match. We move on to match number three as we go into the Triangle Derby as we have the team of Julia, uh, May Sakurai, and Tekla defeating the, uh, the the stars team, excuse me, classmates of Hazuki, Saeeda, and Koguma when Tekla uh, hits the double-arm DDT uh, for three count on poor Saeeda. We all know Saeeda is eating all the falls for the classmates team. To begin, I thought it was a little fun spot as we had Saeeda and Tekla doing some push-up spots uh, to the point where Tekla burns her arms out. So Saeeda, even though she ate the fall on Tekla, she beat her here in the beginning with the push-up spots, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, May Sakurai comes in. She gets a really solid shine on the former tag champs, on former on FWC, Hazuki, and Koguma. I thought that was really cool how it was Look like you're gonna see a little two-on-one advantage from the from the former champs, but May Sakurai really gets a solid shine, basically about banging the two of them around. I thought that was really really good to kind of you know shine her up a little bit. Julian Hazuki slugfest back and forth. That's gonna be a championship match somewhere down the line. It's gotta be right. Hazuki beat Julia night one in the main event of the five star. So I I, I think that's coming soon. Per Rob, he thinks it's coming sooner than me. Uh, we will get into that later. Um. Tekla counters the Fujiwara armbar. Um, I thought that our Tekla counters, excuse me, Saeeda's chops. That was a really cool spot where Saeeda's just chopping, chopping, chopping Tekla. Tekla eventually gets wrist control, puts Saeeda in the Fujiwara armbar. We get some Mafia Bella double teams, but eventually 
Checklist the Toxic Spear and the Double Arm DDT. 12 minutes, 37 seconds, three and a quarter stars to give the Berry Berry Bombers two more points in Triangle Derby. We move on to another Triangle Derby match as we see kind of a little bit of an upset here. The Club Venus team of Mina Shirakawa, Mariah May, and Zai Brookside defeating the gold chip team of Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, Natsuko Tora when uh, Mariah May hits the happily ever after tombstone pile driver on Saki Kashima for, th uh, for the three count at 11 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, this was a pretty solid match. There's a couple of things I thought maybe missed a little bit. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. The main crux of this match for me was the Mina and Momo striking back and forth with the kicks, which we would see uh, back and forth again, basically almost playing off their, uh, their opening uh, weekend match from the past five-star, which we did see Mina get the upset here. So maybe this, uh, maybe Mina has Momo's number, whether it be singles matches or these tag matches. Um, I thought they, I thought that uh, Mariah May, her and Zaya Brooks, they did a really good job in their double teams here. Um, some really, really good stuff between the two of them. And from what I understand, Zaya Brookside is on her way back to England. I wish she would have stayed inside a little bit longer because I was really enjoying her and uh, Mariah May teaming up. Who knows, maybe for this year's tag league, we'll see them in a tag team. Um, but eventually, we see Saki Kashima getting the uh, Kishiga side countered, and Mariah May eventually hits the Tombstone pile driver three and a quarter stars. 11 minutes, 30 seconds. Two more points for Club Venus, and they finished very, very strong in this tournament. We go to another Triangle Derby match, as we have the unique glare team, or the second away to tie team, whatever you want to call them, of Ruwaka, Haruka Yamasaki, and Starlight Kid, taking on the God's Eye team of Sherry, Mirai, and Ami. Sorry, um, this match ends at 12 minutes and 56 seconds, when Mirai taps out Ruwaka to the double wrist lock. Uh, Amisori dominates uh, Haruka Yamasaki early on in the match, and then we get some new eras tag team work on Yamasaki. I've noticed that in these God's Eye Triangle Derby matches, like Sherry will do her part as a singles, and then Mariah and Amisori will do a little bit as a singles, and then they'll start pouring stuff on as a tag team, really doing a good job getting the tag team cohesive unit stuff up and really highlighting Sherry as someone that wants to come back up in the singles role to get the World of Stardom Championship match. Uh, a World Stardom Championship back, excuse me. What I meant to say was I would love to see Sherry and Julia run it back for the World of Stardom Championship, considering the fact they're one and one. Sherry beat Julia for the uh, retain, excuse me, last year at World Climax. And then, of course, Julia just recently beat Sherry in one of the best matches I've ever seen um, at this year's, well, technically last year's uh, <laughs> Dream Queendom. So they're one and one when the red belt is on the line. Hopefully they have the rubber match sometime this year. We get some, the highlight for me in this match, and I noticed this in the show last week, Starlight Kid and Sherry, they were in the ring just for a little bit, but they had some really, really good exchanges, and that that maybe would have been maybe one match that we didn't get during Sherry's reign. I mean, how can you complain? Ten fantastic matches, but you go, we're go, I'm watching this exchange, boy, I would have loved to have seen the two of them either for the World of Stardom Championship or if they were in the same block at this uh, last year's uh, uh, five-star Grand Prix. Regardless, uh, really enjoyed what we had there, and hopefully we get a singles match. It doesn't need to, need to be a championship match. Maybe somewhere in the Cinderella tournament with the two of them, you know, give them 10, 12 minutes. I thought that'd be great. Uh, Ruaka looked really good this past weekend. Uh, Mariah does a really good job shining her up. I think that's kind of Mariah's spot right now. Is She's just like that 
upper mid upper mid card uh, wrestler that's kind of just getting people over, and then at the end she winds up beating him, which I th- which is smart. She makes Mariah uh, look really good. She hits the Vader bomb on Mariah for two. She misses the freezer bomb. Mariah goes for the double wrist lock. Starlight Kid breaks it up. Mariah and Mariah go back and forth. Mariah goes for the double choke bomb. When she does on the way down, Mariah catches the wrist, gets the wrist lock in. 12 minutes, 56 seconds. And uh, this one, three and a half stars. Another really good match. And again, and Sherry and Sherry Yumasaki. That was, you saw a little bit of that too. That was really good. Yumasaki, Mariah. That stuff was really good, but for me, Sherry Starlight Kid match, please, somewhere down the line. We go to another Triangle Derby match as we see the Neo Stardom Army team of Yu, uh, Mizumori, and Nanai Takashi defeat the team of Lady C, Micah, and Himika. Another really, really good outing between these two teams. I was shocked here. I thought they would have given, given, given the team of Mike and Himika a win here to kind of build them up. For their championship match coming up here this past weekend. So I was a little bit stunned when the Neo Stardom Army are the seven up with an extra P team wind up getting the win here. But I really liked how Lady C really took it to uh, Miss Mori with the uh, the machine gun chops and uh, the majority of this match. The crux of this match was a little bit of previews. We saw a lot of tag team work from Mike and Himika versus the seven up team. We get the Tower of Doom superplex spot on you, followed up by a Lariat sandwich. From Mike and Himika, and then eventually what takes you out of this match is the big Lady C Baba line. Well, not take her out for good, but take her out in that spot. So I thought that was really good. Um, these two teams wind up going back and forth. Eventually, though, all the heat gets put on Lady C, and Lady C gets choked out with the Kata Hajime from you, which is kind of weird because we've seen Micah win a few matches the last five or six months with that move. So I don't know if you is kind of taunting Micah. With uh, one of those judo chokes that she knows, the Taz mission, the Kata Hajime, maybe that's where they're going. Maybe we'll see as this drops on Friday and the show's on Saturday. Maybe we'll see in 24 hours' time if that plays out in their tag title match. So 11 minutes, 56 seconds, three and a half stars. We go to another Triangle Derby match in the main event of the show and my new favorite Triangle Derby match of all time. As the Queen's Quest team, of course, you know I was going to say it. The Queen's Quest team of Saikamatani, Azumi, and Yutami Aichista defeats the Prominence team and the current Artists of Stardom champions of Haruma Haragi, Risa Sarah, and Suzu Suzuki. And um, they, when Saikam, excuse me, Saikamatani counters Haragi's B driver into the European clutch. Holy smokes, folks, if you've seen this match, you, let's start right at the beginning. That Suzu Suzuki and Azumi stuff in the beginning was amazing. It was fast, which is Azumi's style. It was violent, which is Suzu Suzuki's style. So, like, they melded the hard-hitting, the violence, and the high-speed action of the two of them. Absolutely perfect. And then after that, like, you're like, wow, what can be that? What could be greater than, like, high-speed, fast-paced, violent action from two great wrestlers? And Azumi and Suzu Suzuki, who I think they're combined ages like 40, 41. Just insane. Um, you know, it could be better than that. How about some Aphrodite tag team action? So basically, that's what we got. Then we get a nice slugfest with Risa Seira and Utami. Uh, they had one of the more underrated matches of the five-star Grand Prix that not a lot of people talk about. One of the reasons why is because there's like a dozen and a half matches that were so good. <laughs> so good in that tournament. Uh, they do, again... They do such a great job. Parts of Prominence team in the Triangle Derby, such, such, they do such a great job highlighting Haragi, considering the fact that Suzu Suzuki is the big star of the team. 
Risa Serra has a win over Sherry in the finals, the final night of the five-star Grand Prix, and obviously she's a big star. So Haragi going into this was kind of the question mark, and she they're doing a great job just highlighting her. She's just really, really good, and I know Rob talks about it quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, so she looked, they did a good job just making her just look like an absolute bulldozer here. Um, we eventually get some Risa Serra and Suzu Suzuki double-team action. Again, boy, I would have loved to see Risa Serra and Suzu Suzuki in the uh, this past tag league. Hopefully they'll get some tag matches or some tag title matches somewhere down the line because there's stuff with Sai Kamatani and Izumi, um, excuse me, Sai Kamatani and Yutami, Aphrodite. That was really, really good. Um, Sai Kamatani comes back with a double stomp and a huge pump kick. Hiragi hits Sai with a huge Joshi-style flat back drop kick. Triple team Queen Quest work on Hiragi. That's what, that's what it took to get down your Hiragi was all three members of Queen's Quest. Again, great job highlighting Hiragi in this match. Um, Sai Kamatani follows up with a perfect springboard crossbody for two count. Sai hits the top rope hurricanrana, and then another big pump kick. Queen's Quest trio, so good on teamwork. Uh, the boss, big boss man slam, uh, or black hole slam, whatever you want to call it. Again, I'm a product of the 80s and 90s, uh, WWF. Uh, boss man slam on Sai Kamatani. She goes for the B-driver, but gets countered into the European clutch for the three count. Some ex- excellent, excellent stuff here. Uh, four and a half stars again. This is my new favorite triangle derby match. Um, and again, and it, it seemed like that they left something on the table because even Sai Kamatani said, like, as a built, 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 this could have been a little bit better about three or four minutes where they did like singles falsies and tag falsies. And Sai Kamatani did say, I think it might be time for this Queen's Quest trio to become the Artist of Stardom champions. They did just get a clean win over the Artist of Stardom champions. So I think that they were going to run that back in the stuff they left on the table. That's when we're going to get it. This is great. I can't wait for them to run this back. I really think that they're going to. We move on to the show on the 29th in front of 370 people. A little smaller crowd, but this crowd really seemed like they were into it. Um, we open up with another three-way as we have Waka versus Azumi versus Tomoka Inaba. Again, Azumi, Inaba, really, really good stuff here. Inaba, Waka, really good. Waka, Azumi. This was really, really good. This is some excellent stuff. Azumi picks up the win. 7 minutes, 20 seconds, 27 seconds with the double foot thumb over Waka. And I know the internet was clamoring as soon as this match was released that everybody wants to see an Azumi versus Tomoka Inaba match. And considering the fact of just how great Azumi looked in the previous match and how great she looked here. Is it time to move Azumi on from the high-speed division? It's so tough to say because, I mean, shit, yes. I mean, Azumi can be white belt, red belt champion. Nobody's going to complain because she's so good. But she's doing such a great job with that high-speed championship that she just raised that prestige since she's had the belt, and it's almost been a year. I don't see her losing anytime soon. But, you know, another question mark is who's going to be the person to dethrone Saya Kamatani? I say very well could be Hazuki. I know Rob says it could be Mina. And I know our third member of the team won, Miss Karen Peterson. She says that it could be Starlight Kid. Those are all really good scenarios. But what if, no one's looking at this, what if Azumi wins the Cinderella tournament, considering the fact that Rob has picked Azumi every year, I think for the last two or three years, to win the Cinderella tournament? What if Azumi wins? And it's Azumi versus Sai. I'm not saying that she's got to beat her. Azumi versus Sai Kamatani for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Boy, that would be a great match. Nobody sees it coming. The two members of Queen's Quest and the two champions in Queen's Quest. 
that would be something again nobody sees coming but uh Boy, Izumi really proves it every each and every night. Like I said, everything here was really good here. Waka looked great. As always, they did enough to get her over. Obviously, Izumi's Izumi. Tomoka Inaba is somebody that they just they need to... Her, Suzu Suzuki, uh, Mayu Yuguki, and Saki from Color. So they need to sign those four ladies to full-time contracts because they all fit their roles very, very well. Again, three and a quarter stars. We go to match number two, the Queen's Quest team of Hina, Yutami Haishista, and Sai Kamatani defeated the Oedo Tai team of Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Rina. Within, um, uh, I don't have the time here. I didn't. I missed the timestamp. But I gave this match three and three fourth stars. Uh, this match ends when Rina pins. Excuse me, Hina pins Rina once again with the big ending called the the Rebaka. A quick exchange between the sisters, uh, Rina and Hina. The two of them work so well together. Of course, they're twin sisters. You wonder if they were chain wrestling on the couch when they were seven or eight years old. So uh, we get us some heat on Hina. Sai Kamatani hits a hits a dive. Utami crushes Kid with the lariat. We get a mini match with Starlight Kid and Sai Kamatani. Again, it's run that one back. That's the, all these great matches that Sai Kamatani's had for the white belt. That one was my favorite. All these great matches Starlight Kid's been having over the last two years. My favorite Starlight Kid match ever is that white belt match with Sai Kamatani from last summer. Man, maybe they do run it back. Maybe they do run it back. Oh, the main focus on this match, though, is Momo Watanabe versus Sai Kamatani, as, again, we're on the doorstep of their co-main event, Wonder of Stardom Championship match, to see who is pro uh, probably the greatest Wonder of Stardom Championship, uh, Wonder of Stardom Champion, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, the main focus is on that match, and these two just think we get a little preview of what we're going to see here in about 24 hours. I, I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to the match. Uh, eventually, though, we go back to where we started. The sisters, Rena versus Hina. We get some great Aphrodite teamwork um, that sets up Hina to hit Rena with the wrists clutch Yurinagi for a two count. Eventually, she gets the ghetto clutch for two count as well. Back and forth, the sisters go with multiple two counts. Eventually, Rena gets up on Hina, and once again, the Aphrodite team comes in to make the save that sets up the finish, the big ending, three and three fourth stars. Again, really good job here from all six ladies. And I like how it started with Rina and Hina. It ended with Rina and Hina. It looked like Rina was going to get the better of Hina. But twice the Aphrodite team had to come in to make the save. Just showing just how great of a team that Saya and Utami are. Rina and Hina. Rina and Hina. Say that ten times fast. I think I just about did. Um, we move on to match number three. As we have the team of the DDM team. The Berry Berry Bombers. Julia, May Sakurai, and Tekla defeating the Oedotai team of Natsuko Tora, Ruaka, and Saki Kashima. When Julia uh, catches Saki in the Ganoske Clutch, 9 minutes and 38 seconds. This one, for me, it just didn't seem like Julia's their champion. I'm going to be kind of a little thumbs in the middle on this one. Julia's their champion. She's pretty much their main draw. So if you're on this show, if you're going to the show, you will want to see Julia. She was barely in this match. I don't know if that was by design, if she was injured. They didn't want anything to happen to her because she's got this... Big match with Suzu Suzuki, or she wasn't feeling well. Folks, and this is sometimes that when you go into a match, when you start calling stuff, and somebody's not feeling good, or maybe their ankles hurt, or their shoulders hurt, maybe they got a big, big match coming up. I've been on several shows where I'm wrestling for like 300 people, and somebody in the match is doing a WWE dark match like in three days. You were not, I'm not going out, you know, giving them brain busters or anything like that, just to be on the safe side. So you didn't know if there was something going on with Julie here. Um, yeah, she really, really wasn't a match much. But my sack really great. Tekla looked great. 
Again, Ruaka has looked really, really good here. I know I've been kind of a little sour on her the past seven, eight months, but it seems like ever since Tora came back and they teamed the two of them up, she's really upped her game. So she looked great this weekend. But uh, eventually, we get uh, we get some heat on the DDM team. Tekla comes in and clears house. They may Tekla like a powerhouse here. And eventually, it's usually Saki that catches everybody with the Kishi Kasai. But this time, Julia, the champion, a little bit too smart, catches Saki Kashima with the Ganoske Clutch. Three and a half stars. Again, very solid outing. I just wish there was more Julia. She's their champion and their main focal point. Match number four, we go to the Triangle Derby as the Cosmic Angels team of Saki, all capital letters, Tam, Nakano, and Natsupoi defeat the classmates team of Hazuki, Koguma, and Sayaida when Natsupoi hits a German suplex, followed up by a feral ring on, of course, Sayaida. 11 minutes, 53 seconds. This was another great match. I had this at four and a quarter stars. It seemed like this Triangle Derby... It had like good to very good matches with some matches coming so close to great. And this past weekend, we had two great matches. This one and again, the Prominence versus Queen's Quest. So it really seems like, you know, this last Cinderella tournament, there were some really, really good matches. The uh, Tag League from just a few months ago, there were some excellent, excellent matches. The Five Star, I mean, again, we've been ranting and raving. We still rant and raving about that. <laughs> that tournament's been over about five months now. And we're still ranting and raving. There's been like, you know... Every show of the past five star, there's been two or three matches where there's been like four and a quarter stars to five stars, you know, pretty much. So this Triangle Derby wide, there's been some good matches. You're kind of waiting for something to explode. And we've had like some matches that are close. They kind of got there, almost there. And then this past weekend, we had, we had you know, two of them. Uh, I, again, I thought that this match was great. Um, classmates early advantage with some triple teamwork on TAM. Koguma puts Tam in a camel clutch, and then she basically uses her face as silly putty, makes the squishy face, so we get the uh, comedy spots there. Hazuki bootscrapes Tam. Uh, Saki comes in on fire. When uh, when we were kind of mini-previewing this match, I was so excited to see Tam and Hazuki tear into each other like we saw in some of the previous matches. We really didn't get that here. There really wasn't a lot of Hazuki versus Tam violence, but we got some Saki versus Hazuki violence with some of those crazy bootscrapes crazy kicks crazy forms and there was one spot where like hazuki was coming off so fast with the boots for uh, with the pump kick that saki was not in the proper position but she just turned her head and like half pivoted and was in the per put herself in the perfect spot she did a really good job calling her own audible and again saki somebody that fits in so well with this new version of cosmic angels obviously yunagi's gone being a freelancer we don't know what's going to go on with waka mean is kind of doing her own thing so literally within six months, the Cosmic Angels team has just changed up so much. And that's why I say Saki is somebody that they need to assign to a full-time contract. Will she be a Red Belt champion? Probably not. Will she be the White Belt champion? Probably not, but she can challenge. She had a great, really good match with Sai for the Wonder of Stardom Championship a couple months ago. But where they put, they're putting Saki in with this version of Cosmic Angels, she's a perfect fit. She's a perfect fit. She's, I think she's excellent. I think she's very underrated. She does a great job complimenting everybody in the ring, whether it's a singles match, a tag match, or one of these uh, six-person matches. I would love to see a uh, Saki, uh, Tam, Natsupoi, maybe even get a run with the artist belts, because I think just these three of these teams work, they work really well together. Uh, these three members work really well together. Obviously, Tam and Natsupoi is the team here, but there was some tag team moves back and forth because Tam took the heat where Natsupoi and Saki came in, and they were really, really good with that super kick and the pump kick spots and where they needed to be there for each other. It was like, okay, obviously Tam and Natsupoi is the team here. 
not just in Cosmic Angels, but in Stardom. But they did a really good job together. Again, I think Saki's somebody that they just they need to put in Cosmic Angels full time as like the you know the, the third member. Again, obviously Tam and Natsupoy, that's the go to. But she's somebody that I would just love to see in Stardom full time. Um, I'm gonna melt here super kick sandwich on poor Saeeda for two count. We get some FWC tag work on Natsupoy. Leads the Saeeda hitting a Northern Light suplex for two. Uh, Saki and Poi hit each other with our Saki and Natsupoy hit a suplex crossbody combo. Again, Saki and Natsupoy worked really well together. For a two count, Tam comes in, violent shootings, everybody all around, which then we get basically a one-on-one -on -one match with Saida and Natsupoy. Natsupoy crashes in, burns on the uh, the ferial gift, and then uh, Saida hits like two or three lariats that were just brutal. Brutal on the Natsupoy. Again, the Natsupoy beatdown tour continues. Eventually, though, Natsupoy ducks a lariat, hits the German suplex, followed up by the Pharaoh ring on Saeeda. 11 minutes, 53 seconds. Again, four and a quarter stars when this tournament finishes and we do our top five matches. Uh, this will probably be in there. This might be top three. Again, I have to go back and uh, go through my notes to see which ones I enjoyed, but I thought this was absolutely great. Again, I cannot put over how super impressed I am with Saki, especially how well she fits like a puzzle piece with this version of Cosmic Angels. Match number five, Triangle Derby, God's Eye team of Shuri, Amisori, and Rirai defeating the H&M slash Stars team of Mayu Iwatani, Momokogo, and Hanan at 11 minutes and 17 seconds when Amisori hits a combination tornado brain buster into the blue thunder bomb. Um, I really want to see Han and Mirai. They had a great technical wrestling exchange back and forth. And then we saw some teases of some submissions. Obviously, Han has that judo background. And Mirai, we all know, is very well-versed in submissions. Uh, New Era's Chuck Fest on poor Momokogo. Maya and, Mayu and Shiri have a little bit of exchange. You know, we've seen them have some uh, two, actually. They're another, they're another, they're, they're two, uh, they're one and one in title matches as well. With Mayu in 2020 uh, retaining over Shiri. And then on night two of World Climax, Sherry retaining against Mayu. So there's a, that's a match again. I would like to see them run back sometime soon. We got a little preview here uh, between the two of them. Not enough, but uh, I think if they gave us too much Mayu and Sherry, it would have overshined uh, the new eras in Momo Kogo and Hana as well. Um, eventually, though, as Sherry cleans house, Hana comes in. She cleans house with judo throws to everyone. We see the Peach Rock double 619 to Amisori. Mayu does this a great job leading her team. You can tell she, if you've never seen Stardom before and you're watching this match, you can tell she is the leader of this team as she's basically just calling out the plays to take down the bigger and stronger God's Eye. Um, Momo really brings the fight to Ami. Sorry, really throws some really good forms. Ami does a good job feeding and selling for them. Um, Mayu and Shuri wind up taking each other out as they fight on the outside. And Ami, sorry, again, hits the uh, Tornado Brain Buster for two. And then quickly follows up with the blue thunder bomb for three. I'm a big fan of that. When somebody hits a big move, they kick out and they go quickly go to a bigger move for the finish. That really just puts over Momo Kogo. It just shows you the fight that she has. That took two big moves back to back to uh, get put away. 11 minutes, 17 seconds, three and a half stars. Move on to match number six and the co-main event of the show as the Neo Stardom Army of Yuna Mizumori, Yu, and Nanai Takahashi. Take on the Rebel Enemy Team of Ram, uh, Micah Ozaki, and Mayuguki. With Mayuguki getting catching Yuna Mizumori in a roll-up pin, 13 minutes, 11 seconds. This match was a little more um, 
American uh, Memphis style. A lot of a lot of stalling and a lot of comedy. Not a lot, but quite a bit of comedy. Is a uh, Ram is just afraid of uh, the former World of Stardom champion and uh, Nene Takahashi. I guess you know who wouldn't. Um, you hits the uh, fake rolling dive onto the outside, which is kind of like the first big spot. We see some solid exchanges with you and Ozaki. There was some really good stuff there. But the highlight of this match was Nene and Maya just kind of going back and forth with the kicks, the forearms, the slaps, the chops, the two of them just really, really laying into each other. But eventually it comes down to Yuna and Maya. Eventually they kind of go back and forth. It looked like they maybe lost a little bit of footing here. But eventually Mayu, 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 Maya, Maya, uh, Yaguki catches Yuna in a roll-up. For the win, three and a half stars. Again, there was a lot of stalling. You have to have a little bit of everything, a little bit of variety. But the main crux of this match was that middle part of the match with um, Nanai and Maya just going back and forth with the strikes. And again, Maya is somebody who I knew very, very little about, about going into this tournament. But um, I tell you what, I don't know if there's anybody that is getting over more in wrestling from this tournament than Maya. Maybe Lady C, because she's part of the starter roster, which we'll get into right now. We go to the main event of night two as the team of Lady C, Micah, and Himika take on the team of the Club Venus team of Mina Shirakawa, Zaya Brookside, and Mariah May as we see the finish at 12 minutes, 33 seconds as Mina Shirakawa forces Lady C to tap out with the figure four. Again, obviously, uh, I think if you ask me who's the person that's getting over the most in this tournament, I mean, it's tough. Lady C is looking great. And obviously, I'm a big fan of her. I think she's doing a great job with Mike and Himika. They've been teasing her for the last six or seven months, possibly going to Donald Del Mundo. I think she's fitting in very well with Queen's Quest as kind of being the person that's underneath uh, Utami, Izumi, and Saya, like in the fourth spot. But she works really well here with Mike and Himika. Uh, Mariah May is somebody that's so impressed I me. Mean, she's super impressed when she first came out on the scene. At Dream Queendom, she kind of looked. I'm afraid she's you know tall, stunning. She grabs attention, but she kind of reminded me of somebody that would be wrestling like in the same era as like against like Sable and Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler. No disrespect to those three ladies, because those three ladies are multi-millionaires because of how talented they are, but not really the best in the ring. And my first hour was like, you're coming into stardom, the best wrestling company, not women's wrestling company, the best wrestling company in the world. Period. Like, I hope this girl's good, and I've been completely blown away every time that I've seen her. So, as far as, like, the person that's impressed me the most is Triangle Derby. It's like a three-way tie between Lady C, Mariah May, and Maya Yaguki. Um, I think those three ladies are doing a great job getting themselves over. Um, we get a really great start with Lady C and Mariah May. Uh, Lady C, some big chops on Mina Shirakawa. Mina counters the chop with a low drop kick and then goes to the figure four early on. Eventually, Mike and Himika break it up. Cyberside, she comes in, plays her role perfectly as she works on Lady C's leg. Uh, Mike and Himika eventually come in and basically overthrow everybody with some great teamwork. Lariat sandwich on poor Mina Shirakawa. Uh, we see Mike and Himika basically brawling on the outside with Zaya Brookside and Mariah May. Eventually, Mariah May hits that uh, flipping power bomb where her opponent lands onto everybody, basically taking everybody out as it comes down to Lady C and Mina Shirakawa. These two ladies have a mini-match and absolutely tear it up. Mina Shirakawa, again, the most improved wrestler of the year, not only for stardom, in my opinion, in wrestling. She's really come a long way and busted her ass. And just you just see how great she is. 
And I think Lady C in a year from now, we might be saying the same thing about her. They were saying about Mina because uh, that Lady C here was great. The two of them, again, they had a mini matcher going towards the end. As we see Lady C with the backbreaker submission, the Cobra Clutch across the knee. She hits the big choke slam for two. They go back and forth. Mina goes right back to the knee that they were working earlier on and goes back to the figure four that she locked in about three minutes into the match. Psychology, folks. It was working in the beginning. Mike and Himika came in to break up for the save. Mina goes right back to the move that she's been winning so many matches with these last six months. Three and three fourth stars. 12 minutes, 33 seconds. Gets it done. And uh, Mina Shirakawa finished the show off with the big win in Club Venus. They end their tournament very, very well. So I do have the stats here of where we are at in the Triangle Derby. Okay, the red block. We have the Neo Stardom Army and Club Venus both at 8 points. Queen's Quest at 7 points. Cosmic Angels at 6 points. Unique Glare at 4 points. Berry Berry Bombers at 4 points. And H&M, Mayu, Momo, Kogo, and Hannah at a 0. Who would have thought Mayu at a 0? That's crazy. We go to the blue block, and this one's pretty close as well, as we have the God's Eye team of Sherry, Mirai, and Amisori at 9 points. Prominence, the current Artist of Stardom champions, at 8 points. Goldship sitting at 6 points. Rebel and Enemy, 6 points. My Himmy with C, 4 points. Classmates at 2, and Lollipop at 0. That's crazy that the Stars team, which won the Japanese Press Faction of the Year, between the two teams, they have two combined points. That's crazy to me. But how about the two kind of, uh, not outsider teams, but like the newer teams, Rebel and Enemy, uh, six points, doing very well. And Club Venus, obviously, Mina Shirakawa, she's been a stalwart that started in the last two years. Side Brookside was in stardom a few years ago. And uh, Mariah May, obviously, new to stardom. But the two new teams, Club Venus and Rebel and Enemy, uh, both at eight and six points, respectively. So that's... um. That's pretty, pretty interesting. But let's go, folks, to the main event of this show, shall we? We are going to be reviewing Stardom Supreme Fight, which airs on pay-per-view, 1 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So I will be up a little bit before 1 o'clock watching this show. I will put a tweet out um, as soon as this thing gets going. So if you want to tweet back at me or DM me during the show, by all means, folks. One of the many reasons why I enjoy watching these shows live is so I can interact with the fantastic friends and family of the Stardom cast and just Stardom in general. So, first match in two, four, six, seven. So, it looks like there's seven matches on this show. So, I'm going to go through the match. I'm going to give my pick and Rob's pick. So, the very first match is going to be a triangle derby match as we have the unique glare team Starlight Kid, Haruka Yumasaki, and Ruwaka taking on the Stars team slash classmates of Hazuki, Koguma. And Saeeda, I think the classmates, they need a win here. Big win here on pay-per-view. This is going to be great to see Hazuki tear it up with Yumasaki and Starlight Kid. Again, we talk about underrated matches in the five-star Grand Prix that nobody talks about. Hazuki and Starlight Kid, that's one of them. Um, it's going to be great to see Ruaka and Saeeda tear into each other. And we're probably going to get a little bit, maybe a little tag match here as Starlight Kid and Haruki Yamasaki has been teaming up quite a bit. Maybe we'll see some double teams with FWC. Regardless, one Mr. Rob Goodwin has unique glare. I'm going on the other side and saying the classmates get a win. So right off the bat, we are uh, disagreeing on a match. doesn't happen often. We go on to match number two. Former World of Stardom champion Sherry leads the God's Eye team. It's Sherry, Kunami, and Ami. Sorry, taking on 
Yutami Hayashista, Azumi, and Lady C representing Queen's Quest. This is the second match in, and I will say this, outside of the two main matches, the two main event matches, the White Belt and Red Belt match, this is the match I'm looking forward to the most for a few different reasons. Obviously, you look at the captains, Yutami and Shiri. Whether they're in the ring for 10 minutes or 10 seconds, say that we only get 10 seconds, that's 10 seconds of what's going to be absolutely fantastic action. You have what I think is going to be a version of the finals of the Triangle Derby. Now, what are the differences? On the God's Eye team, we don't have Mirai, as she is in the next match, but we're getting replaced with Konami, right? Konami's been coming back sporadically here uh, for the last year. Konami's absolutely fantastic. She's going to fit in well here. And then on the other side, we have Azumi, Utami. What's the one thing we're missing, Sai Kamatani? Obviously, she's in the co-main event against Mobile Watanabe. Being replaced with Lady C. Again, I sing Lady, Lady C's praises all the time. And the cool thing about this is Lady C, Utami on the same team. Folks, we may get the Holy Demon Army finisher. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. Go watch a Holy Demon Army match. To Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Tawe. Just go and put on Kawada and Tawe versus... And then hit the search button and enjoy. Thank me later. You go on YouTube. It's free. But there's a possibility we may see the Holy Demon Army finisher with Utami and Lady C. Rob has God's Eye winning. I have um, God's Eye's team winning as well. And I will explain the main reason behind that after the main event. Match number two, we have... What is going to be an absolutely hard-hitting match is you're not going to see any head scissors, 450 splashes, nothing like that. Hashimoto versus Mirai. Again, I think Mirai's role right now in Stardom is just to shine people up. Obviously, she'll get a handful of wins, but ultimately, it's just to get somebody uh, up and over to shine them up for a bigger match. Sherry called out Hashimoto back uh, to tell her to come out to the last Corican show. Hashimoto got in Sherry's face. That's the match we thought we were getting. Mirai steps in. Very smart booking as I believe they're going to shave, save Shiri versus Hashimoto for the big uh, Yokohama show. This is probably the easiest match for me to pick. I'm going to say Hashimoto gets the win here and what will be an excellent hard-hitting bout. The next match, folks, and I need to pull this up because I need to I need to read the, uh, the rules here. So we have the uh, roulette tournament. Um, two wrestlers begin, five-minute time limit. Win via pin submission over the top rope after fall. The next wrestlers enter, um, and then it's decided by the roulette wheel. I'm not going to name all the participants of this match, but we have Mina Shirakawa, Mayu Iwatani, we have Natsupoi, we have Meltier, we have Waka, we have Mariah May, we have Tekla, we have May Sakurai, Saki Kashima. Uh, so, and then there is a mystery person that's supposed to be in this match. I'm going to say Mina Shirakawa gets the win. And that's how she will challenge Saya Kamatani. And Rob has Natsupoi winning. I wonder, that's all he has. He doesn't have what belt she's going to think she's going to challenge for. Maybe Natsupoi gets the win. And that's how Meltier get their tag title shot back. That's a very good possibility. So uh, that'll be a you know fun little match. We move on to the first title match. One of three. Mike and Himika versus 7-Up. Seven 7-Up, seven the defending not only tag league champions, but obviously the goddess of stardom champions. And Mike and Himika are the only team that have defeated 7-Up in the tournament. So this one, I'm a big fan of long title reigns. I don't want to see the belts get flipped. However, 
The 7-Up team, as good as they are, and they're getting a lot better, and they're starting to grow on me a little. They're just not over like Mike and Himika. I'm hoping Mike and Himika win, and I'm looking at this text from Rob. He's got Mike and Himika winning, and 7-Up doesn't even have a successful title defense, so he's going to say the belts switch quickly. I think this is the second easiest match to call behind the uh, Mirai Hashimoto match, as I think the 7-Up team is going to win in what should be an absolutely fantastic match. So... We'll see. We have a lot of difference of opinions here. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who has the uh, the most right picks when we review this show next week. <sighs> Folks, we move to the co-main event. And boy, I have so many mixed emotions about this match. Sai Kamatani, the wonder of Stardom Champion, defending against Momo Watanabe. Uh, both of them sitting at 13 successful title defenses. Obviously, Momo Watanabe, her reign from 2018 to 2020. She defeated Io Shirai to win the Wonder of Stardom Championship, and then Io Shirai basically giving her the uh, the front seat of Queen's Quest. And Momo, eventually at the end of 2021, turns on Queen's Quest, goes to a widow tie. They've been doing a great job building this matchup. Sai Kamatani wants to break the record, the most successful title defenses. She's got to go through a Momo Watanabe, which she called out. If you've listened to this podcast, folks, you know how much of a fan I am of both ladies. Sai Kamatani was my overall wrestler of the year in 2022, not just in stardom, just in wrestling in general. Mama Watanabe, when people tell me who's on your Mount Rushmore all-time wrestlers for stardom, it goes EO1, Mayu2, Kairi3, and Momo4. So Momo is on my all-time stardom, Mount Rushmore, all-time pillars. It's a different scenario here because Momo's heel. You kind of want the good person to win. I did write an article up. Uh, thanks, everybody. That's been uh, it's over on the StarmerCast.com. The first article written, I'm going to be writing probably maybe you know once a week, once every two weeks, getting more articles up because I had an absolute ball. But please get a chance. Uh, go check out the – go on the StarmerCast.com. Click on articles. It's the only one there. It's entitled, Sai Kamatani is on the doorstep to immortality. If this was Queen's Quest Momo Watanabe, maybe as a fan I'd be pulling a little bit for Momo. There's no reason for Momo to win this match. This match is going to be great. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, false finishes and me jumping, not jumping out of my seat. Sai Kamatani is going to get the win here. She's going to break the record. One of the many reasons why Stardom broke so many records last year, uh, business-wise, growth-wise, is because they had Sai Kamatani in the co-main event, or the main event of these pay-per-views, because she was holding up the, uh, she's done such a great job with that white belt. I just don't see it ending here, and I don't see it ending for a while. I really don't. If, you know, the Starlight Kid match, the Mina match, the Suzuki matches, you know, the matches that me, Rob, and Karen think are going to happen. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Sai wins all those. I really I really do. I just want if Sai wins this match, which, again, I think she's going to. She's going to break the record. I don't want her to break the record and then lose it. We all we see that so much where they'll break a record and the next match they'll lose it. Let her expand on the record. Um this match, though, I'm just, I just so looking forward to. Me and Rob both agree. Sai Kamatani. Main event, Suzu Suzuki versus Julia. There is, I'm not going to go through the entire history, but you can literally go on YouTube, and uh, there's an English translation that you just type in Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. It's there. Basically, the crux of it is, again, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Julia and Suzu Suzuki were roommates when they were both wrestling for Ice Ribbon. They were both coming up. Julia was a little bit older, uh, helping Suzu Suzuki out. And then one day, Suzu Suzuki comes home from work, and Julia's gone. And uh, she looks on Twitter, and Julia posts that she's going to, you know, the number one women's wrestling company, uh, Stardom, 
what Julie has been able to do in stardom uh, in the last two and a half, three years is just incredible. White belt, obviously she's the red belt champion, won the Cinderella tournament, won uh, the five-star Grand Prix, tagged, uh, got stardom, tag team champions, artists of stardom. I mean, she's pretty much, she's really, really done it all. Uh, this match stems off their final night of the five-star Grand Prix, where Suzu Suzuki beat Julia. Not only did Ju would Julia not go to the finals, but Suzu Suzuki would have gone to the finals. And Suzu Suzuki, at the end of that 15-minute time limit, was up on Julia. Again, if this was MMA rules, Suzu Suzuki would, would have won. Time limit drop, puts Julia through. Um, I believe Julia is debuting new music. I think she put a tweet out last week. We're going to see new music here. Julia is their star. Uh, she she's their star. Pending any injury, and I say that with all fingers crossed. I think that she's going to hold the belt for at least a year. I think by this time next year, we're going to be talking about her challenging Io Shirai's V14. And I know a lot of people you who have listened to this podcast know my love for Io. You may think that that's blasphemy, but I, she's such a star, and the company is so hot right now that I think that. Julia is going to be their long-term champion. This is a great way to start out the reign. Uh, she, again, she had one of the greatest matches in the history of stardom, beating Shuri at Dream Queenum to win the belt. The, this match is going to be an absolute banger. There's going to be, I don't know, 3,500, 4,000 people there. I mean, who knows? An absolute packed crowd where they can cheer. It's a great way to start the reign. So this is great to get a whole bunch of eyes on Suzu Suzuki, who, again, is absolutely phenomenal that's like literally the first person that Rossi Ogawa needs to sign to a full-time contract to Suzu Suzuki uh I don't expect I don't expect these last two matches to drop below four and a half stars the uh, wonder of stardom and the world of stardom which this is one of the many reasons why stardom's the best wrestling company in the world is because they have these back-to-back -back title matches and they're all so great. It reminded me of New Japan in 2016, 2017, where in the big shows they'd have the Intercontinental and the IWGP Heavyweight Championship matches back to back, and they would all be, you know, four and a half to five stars. I think that's what you're going to see here. Um, Julia's winning. I think the two title matches, as great as they're going to be, they're predictable, and that's okay. It's not the destination, it's the journey. These four ladies are going to take us on an absolute ride. Uh, not a weak link at all in this match. I have to figure out where I'm going to go in for my bathroom break. <laughs> it's a good thing I have a downstairs bathroom and I'll be running up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. waking up my wife. Um, this whole show, this this very well could be the greatest stardom card ever. Really, and there's seven, seven matches. It's all killer, no filler. Everything can just be absolutely fantastic. I don't think there's going to be a match that drops below three and a half stars. Depending on how the roulette thing goes, that's kind of more of a Royal Rumble fun thing, but... So excited for this. Yeah, we both have Julia winning. Rob has Suzuki coming out, challenging Julia after this. I think it's going to be Konami. Um, Konami, she came back in a few matches leading up to Dream Queendom where she was opposite Julia. And you kind of figured they would have taken it easy. But there was like this one spot where it's like three, two or three weeks before Dream Queendom uh, with her and Sherry, the big money match. And Konami's like German suplexing Julia off like the top rope. I think uh, with Konami back here, I think Konami gets the win in the uh, six-person tag match. They make her look really, really strong early on. I think you're going to see Konami and Julia because I think they're going to set up seven, eight opponents, you know, bing, bang, boom for Julia. I think Mayu Guki's one, Konami's one, Huzuki down the road, um, Yurai down the road, Mayu Iwatani down the road because she just can't, you know, get, get past Mayu. Mama Watanabe, she's beaten Julia in the five-star, so I think you'll see that. Somewhere down the road as well, but I think they're just going to set up five or six, you know, fast opponents for Julia. 
And then they'll probably build towards a Utami match. I think that's going to be the main event of that Yokohama show. But um, another story for another day. But yeah, uh, so really surprised that me and Rob have so many different uh, different winners predicted here. But we shall see, folks. Again, thank you so much for uh, listening to me. Thanks for hanging. I didn't think I'd go an hour. I really didn't. Um, maybe it was a blessing in disguise that Rob wasn't here because this thing probably would have been about two and a half hours. So, uh, which it always seems nobody seems to mind. We're always like, Ooh, that one went a little long. People seem to be enjoying the the podcast. So I guess you're just enjoying the content that we're bringing out. Thanks to everybody that uh, sent me messages about the articles. My first article that I had written for a wrestling website. Um, you know, writing about two of my favorite wrestlers, uh, Sai Kamatani, Momo Watanabe. Thanks to all of our new Patreon members. Thanks to all the new members of the Stardom cast that have downloaded and listened to the show. I know we have a lot of new members this past week, week and a half, and uh, thank you so much. And uh, again, if there's anything that me and Rob can do, you know, we're literally just a DM away. Real Rob Goodwin is Rob. Um, his book, if you're new to Stardom, I his book covers every match, every show from 2021. But also the first like 15 or 20 pages gives you all the tournament breakdown, all the championship breaks down. Uh, that's why I highly uh, encourage if you're new to stardom, uh, go buy Rob's book. It's in the uh, there's a link in the uh, description box, or if you just go on Amazon.com, type in either Stardom or Rob Goodwin, uh, you'll see it there. Um, but that's gonna do it, folks. Again, thanks everybody so so much for hanging out and the support. Hope everybody enjoys the show. Again, if you want to you know, live talk with me these matches, I will be up, you know, 1 a.m. Well, before 1 a.m. because my internet's a little slow, so I have to wake it up. But regardless, I'll probably send a tweet out when I'm up. If you want to tweet back at me or DM me, you know how to get a hold of me. If you don't, I'll tell you. Matt Turner OF on the Instagram and or the Twitter. And if social media is not your thing, by all means, uh, the Stardomcast22 at gmail.com. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Any questions, comments, anything that me or Mr. Rob Goodwin can do, please let us know. Like I said, you guys are friends and family. That's going to do it for this episode, folks. I hope everybody enjoys the Supreme Fight 12th anniversary show. Oh, so excited. So excited. Uh, It's going to shape up to be, you know, one of the shows of the year. It's going to be tough, tough to beat this. Again, folks, signing off. I am Matt Turner. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. Like I always say, it's just not my podcast. It's our podcast because we're all together. And everybody's different, everybody's special.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.